cake cooks. Underestimated and still I made it In the book of hard knocks, I'm highly educated Nobody chose me, looked over, but still dedicated Played in the league for 13, I ain't gotta be favored Two Super Bowls, Honolulu, I stood with the greatest The thing is this, if never rich, I'm good with my neighbors DB Precision, television, ain't ask for no favors Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures, just look in the papers No backing down or turning back, part two of the movie Never the biggest, but it takes more than two just to move me Ain't gotta lie like what I'm saying, just respect it, it's honest Run through opponents, watch the film, it's affected by promise Sit back and grab your popcorn, watch me go to work And tackle all of these topics right here on Face First uh. On television, ESPN, this dude, you know, I think he <clears throat> More people know him now from being on ESPN than they do, you know, the hard-hitting safety the, the, the One of the smartest football players that ever breaks, you know, the, the, the football field Um you know, he, he got away with words. He's amazing. He played 13 years in the National Football League, and he just got a new bag with ESPN. We got a whole something. Give us something, Ryan Clark. Let's get something. I can't buy a sweatshirt at your freaking gym. Shoot, they told me how much the water was, man. I asked for a cup. Let's real talk. Because Mo, Mo bought the water for me first, so you know. I walked over and I said, hey, man, can I get a, one of these bottles of water, please? Lady walks up, she's like, 350. I said, you got a cup? <laughs> I was like, no, y'all got a water fountain. Um, so I really didn't know, honestly, like what tonight was supposed to be about. Um, I really came to hear Dante speak, and you know, once y'all guys get to hear his story, you'll really, truly understand kind of that this is just a game. You know what I'm saying? And, and to us, it's everything, right? Think about how long you played football. I started playing football when I was four. I still remember my first game. I was a defensive end, and my pops told me, he said, look, don't let him get outside. I was like, shit, pop, I got that. So I got wide as hell, and everything they ran, they ran in reverse, tapping because he can't get outside. They handed it off one time, he scored. Why? Because he couldn't get outside. Well, I walked to the sideline, my pop said, hey, what you doing? I said, shoot, you told me to let him get outside. That ain't my job. <laughs> Right, but I still remember playing, and so we do it all our lives for free, right? And most of us never dream of doing another job. But I was different. One, I was undrafted. The last story ever written about me in college, the title of it was Spotlight Growing Demo Clark, because I didn't even know if I was going to try it. Right? I didn't know if I was going to go to Pro Day. I didn't know if I was going to do any of those things. I was all SEC as a junior, uh, preseason All-American as a senior, probably about like week five or six. Nick Saban calls me in, and he's like, I've never had a great football player play as bad as you played the last two weeks. And I was like, that sucks. So he asked me why. I could tell him why. I was like, well, coach, I was like, he suck, and he suck, and if I don't do everything, we ain't going. I said, so, I was like, he's like, well, you played great the first four weeks. I was like, yeah, I ain't had no picks. I ain't make no plays. I was like, I got to make plays for us to win. Talks to me, he's like, man, you know, I've had a lot of undrafted guys, you know, late draft picks, play a long time in the league, you know, you can be one of those guys. I said, I don't care about that, I just care about today. Right? And so I never made a decision ever in life based on what it would look like tomorrow or how it will be perceived down the road. Right? Because how it's perceived or how it looks, it's not my job. Right? My job is what's today. 
So every morning, I wake up, and I was talking to him the other day, he, I mean, later, or earlier today, he's like, you look up at work, and it's five o'clock. I said, hey, you know what? What you do is, at five o'clock, you see what you did today. Right? Because yesterday does not matter anymore. Nobody's gonna walk up to me today and be like, ARC, man, when you did that yesterday, that was so great. Because it's gonna be about what I did today. Or nobody's gonna find me at five o'clock and go, hey man, I cannot wait to see what you do tomorrow. Because it's about what I did today. Because that's the only thing I can, can control, right? That's the only thing I can stack. All I can do is stack days. And the point is, I wanna stack a good Monday, I'm gonna stack a good Tuesday, I'm gonna stack a good Wednesday, and then you hope at the end of the week, you can look back at your week and say, you know what? Every day, man, I got better. And it's not just sports, right? It's about life. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I'm talking to y'all now, and Brandon made a good point. Most of y'all probably know me from TV, right? The thing y'all don't know is, I don't even like TV. The people ain't like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I come from a world, I'll be honest, so I own a training facility. I am not like Brandon. Brandon is like super refined, and at some point in the middle of his career, he figured out that you can't fight all the time. Right, because that's all I know. Right, I'm an undrafted free agent. Right, my first camp, my first camp with the Giants, I still remember it, people had gotten like three fights. There's like three fights in a row. Dude fought, dude fought, dude fought. Right, I blitzed the A-gap, the center, he pulls me, right, he pulls me down, I get up like a dummy. I punch him in his helmet, right? We start fighting, I get me a couple to the gut. I pull his helmet off, coach kicks me out of practice, right? I remember calling home, I was like, yeah, man, they finna cut me, you know, undrafted, whatever. But that's all I knew, right? So then when I got in the real world and I would get around people and people would say stupid things, right? Or they'd be having conversations with me, and a lot of times if you have a conversation with me, eventually it'll make you feel stupid, so you're gonna feel some type of way, and then those people feel like they could be disrespectful. And then my first inclination was, well, let's just fight. Because all I know. Right? Because that was my everyday. My everyday was, who can I fight to prove not only to myself that I deserve it more than them, but to everybody else? Because you're all about to get into a world, bro, where your actual thoughts about yourself do not count. Right? It doesn't matter that you think that you're a first rounder. It doesn't matter that you think you can cover anybody. And so the world that you're about to get in is the direct opposite of the world that you're supposed to live in. Right? Because the world you're supposed to live in, you're supposed to be worried about today, right? You're supposed to be worried about controlling you. You're not supposed to be worried about the perception and the outlook of other people. Thing is, that's how we get paid. So now, how do I find a happy medium in that in which to live where I can live without regrets? Because see, that was what my life was, right? My life was, I was thinking, I would just be like, hey man, whatever decision I make, I want to be able to look myself in the face and say I took care of my family and I took care of myself and I can live with it, right? Because there's some things, there's some things that are not worth your dignity, right? They're not worth your respect. And not your dignity and respect to other people, but your own. Because eventually everything ends, bro. Everything. Nothing lasts forever. You will not always be a football player. It feels like it. Think about it, bro. I played 13 years. 13. I've been retired for six already. And it feels like yesterday. Like I still, bro, I still remember. Last play, 
uh, Murray, right, runs the football. I blitz off the side. I actually freaking missed him. That was funny. Miss him. Gets down the field. It was the last play of the game. It was supposed to be nil, 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 nil. I remember walking off and already knowing I was going to retire because I already told my agent in November. Because every Saturday, the last season of my career, I had to text my son in the morning when the barber would text me so he could go downstairs and open the door because it was going to take me 20 minutes to get downstairs. Then I wake up on Sunday morning, they shoot my ankle up, and then I go play. And then Monday, we'll start that cycle all over again. Because eventually, bro, like you can't be you no more. Right? Like all the stuff that y'all can do now, there is going to come a day where you can't do it. Like for one rep, I'm better than all y'all. Like, I put on a pair of cleats right now. You tell me a drill for one rep, I'm better than all y'all. Now, I might turn my both Achilles. I might pop both my calves. The hamstring might go, the groin. But for one rep, they're going to be like, dang, RC, you can still play. Huh? Hell no. No, I can't. I can't. Like, Brandon today, Brandon's like, RC, you should have covered me. For why? Like, what are we trying to prove? Like, I, B, I played safety. I couldn't cover you where we played. <laughs> so why in the hell am I finna run out there now? You know why, dog? Because I can't do it no more. All the time, man. Little kids coming to my facility. My Pro Bowl jerseys on the wall. They ask who the Pro Bowl jerseys for. I was like, well, it's mine. And they was like, well, what is it? Because, like, kids don't know. And I was like, just know I never played for a team that wore a red jersey. That's it. Just know that. And then they go, oh, man, I can smoke you. Probably so. Don't give a damn. Right? Because my time is up. But the point is, bro, you got to live in a way. You got to live this game in a way that when your time is up, you're okay with it. Right? That when your time is up, it's not about let me get one more rep. Let me get one more workout. Let me get one more tryout. Like, straight up. I've been here some days, bro, and people have missed things that I cannot understand. Like, I don't get it. Like, this is the most important job interview of your life. Like, how can I trust you to do anything in the world for me when the one thing that I know y'all want more than anything, y'all can't do everything right by that? If I'm supposed to be in a meeting at 9 o'clock, if I'm supposed to get a massage, if I'm supposed to be working out, if it's a sprint day, whatever it is, why would I ever miss anything when it's the only job I ever wanted? And getting that job isn't the point. The point is, eventually, somewhere in life, most of us, unless, you be, unless you're a Hall of Famer, y'all have to do something y'all don't want to do. So if it's the one thing that you want more than anything in life, and I can't get you to do everything for that one opportunity, right? That's it. That's all we get. I can't get you to do everything right from that, for that. So when that junk's over and you got to live real life, like I had to do, my second year, Tom Coughlin looks at me, he goes, I don't think you can play safety in this league. He said, I don't think you're big enough. I don't think you're tough enough. I don't think you can hold up. And at the time, like arena football was big. He's like, you can try arena football, Canadian league. I was like, I don't want to do that, right? I get home at the time I had just got married. I get a call from LSU and they say, hey, do you want a job? I was like, sure, why not? Right? I had two kids, I had a wife, I just bought a house. So every morning I wake up at four o'clock, I drive to Baton Rouge from Marrero, took me about an hour and a half, I'd work eight to five, I try to walk across the street because I was working at LSU, I try to walk across the street and work out, I'll hop back in my car, drive home, take a shower, eat, go to sleep because I knew I had to be up at four. And it never stressed me, 
It never bothered me. None of those things. Because I had to do it. I didn't like doing it, but I had to do it. Now, think about fat as opposed to playing the one game you've loved your entire life, a child's game for a king's ransom. And y'all gonna F that off? How is anybody in your life supposed to think that they can expect you to do something for them when you can't do the one thing that you want the most for yourself? That was why I was like I am. Right? Beavs talked about me hitting, talked about me studying. Like all that junk, that was out of necessity. Right? And it wasn't that I felt like if I do all these things and Brandon Marshall is standing on the other side, or Dante Stallworth is standing on the other side, that they can't beat me. That wasn't what I thought, right? Like I knew, Brandon Marshall is over there, there's a good possibility they throw this deep ball and it's just me and him, it could be on ESPN and not for me. Right? Cool, I got that. I ain't tripping. Why? Because on Monday, because on Monday after the last game, I got up at six o'clock, I cold tub, I hot tub, I worked out, I studied the film from the game before the coaches set, uh, brought it to us, and I started on next week's game, right? I watched all four games that they give me. I did treatment from eight from eight o'clock at night to three o'clock in the morning. I got up on Tuesday and I started over again. By the game time, I had watched all the film. I practiced the way I was supposed to practice. I got all the treatment I was supposed to get, right? I ate what I was supposed to eat. I took my family out on Friday night to make sure that they knew, even though daddy is super busy, he loves y'all more than football. We're gonna go play on Sunday. Now, when I walk out of the building on Sunday, I don't really care how it went. What I cared about was how Monday through Saturday went because Monday through Saturday was where the real game was played. Sunday was for fun. Mm. You gotta pay me for Monday through Saturday. So now I walk out, you go to the post game interview, say you played great. Oh, huh, that's cool. I played great because I prepared to play great. Right? They come out, they say, hey man, you know what? You didn't play a very good game. You say, you know what? I prepared to play great. He was just better today and that I can live with because that's how we were born. Mm -hmm. What I did know is he ain't work harder than me. He ain't watch more film than me. He wasn't more prepared than me. And you didn't beat me doing anything I didn't know you could do or that you were gonna do. And I'm okay with that. I can sleep with that. What I can't sleep with is Getting beat on the play because I never seen it because on Tuesday when I normally watch first and second down, right? I decided that I wanted to go do something different. Bro, like that's the point, bro. These folks don't want to give you money. They want to get themselves money. And the only way they can do that is making sure that the people that they have on their team are the best for the job. Now, how do you prepare to be those people? How do you prepare to make sure there's no question about that? How do you prepare and put yourself in a position that what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if I'm competing with this dude, this dude cannot outwork me? Here's the last thing I'll tell you. So I almost died, right? Cool story, super cool story, right? I got sick of shell straight. For some reason, I'm really lucky and less than 1% of the people in the world who have the trait Blood can actually sickle in Denver. You got a sickle cell trait, just check it out. You go to Denver, be careful, right? So I played the whole game. Jay Cutler's the quarterback, right? They beat us. How you lose to Jay Cutler? I don't know. I think Brandon was there too. It's freaking terrible, right? <laughs> so, so here it is. We lose to freaking Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler walks off the field. I'm like, freaking Jay Cutler, look at him. 
freaking fracking color, right? So getting so about to get on the plane, I go, hey, so Ryan, our freaking trainer was like six six. I said, hey Ryan, my spleen hurts. Ryan looks down, he laughs, hey, hey, how you know? I said, because I felt it before, right? Because when I was in Washington, same thing happened. I kept telling them I felt the pain under my rib. They send me on Friday. Friday goes, they say, hey man, you have spleen contusion, you can't play against Kansas City, you'll play next week. Oh, sounds good. Right, so I get off the plane, they take me to the hospital. When they take me to the hospital, they give me like some morphine and stuff, said there's nothing they can do, I got a spleen infarction, part of my spleen died, they sent me back to the room. Doctor's upstairs, I'm downstairs. Right, so I call my old lady, I say, hey babe, something's wrong. She's like, okay, you want me to call a doctor? Cause you know, I got like a real life black woman. Like, real, she don't play, no games. I said, no babe, I'm super tough. Don't need a trip, I'm gonna be all right. So I'm smart, smarter than all y'all. So I put the air condition super low. I took a cold shower and I was like, if I lay on the floor, I could get hypothermia and I ain't gonna feel it. Didn't work, right? So eventually, didn't work. So eventually, I called upstairs. I said, hey doc, please can you send me to the doctor? Send me to the doctor, I sleep in the hospital, they bring me home. Month and a half later, I go from 205 pounds to 160 pounds. I get my spleen taken out, my gallbladder taken out, piece of my liver, right? They say, hey, you know, we don't really know if, you know what I'm saying, like you gonna play ever again. I was like, am I clear to work out? It's like, yeah, I thought we played it, right? So I come back, I play, we win the Super Bowl. Right, so we win the Super Bowl, I'm laying in the confetti, and they go, how do you feel? I was like, I'm just relieved we didn't lose. Right? So they asked me about the season. They asked me about the Super Bowl. I didn't care about the Super Bowl. What I cared about was in the first game that we played the Houston Texans, and I remember they threw a slant to the tight end. It's my first tackle, right? I remember I get faked out on a stretch boot to Andre Johnson. I tackle him before he catches it because it was as a pass interference, but it was better than giving up a touchdown. I have eight tackles that game. The next game we play against the Cleveland Browns. I flip Kellen Winslow. Uh, I flipped Braylon Edwards, I had six tackles that game, the next game. And what I'm telling y'all is, all I could remember about the Denver game was that Jay Cutler knelt, kneeled the ball on the last play. So if I would have died, every time they showed a play, it would have been freaking Jay Cutler kneeling the football and me walking off. I couldn't live with that. But what I realized is, that could have been my last play in life because I died or I couldn't have made it back. But it's always it can always be our last play. What do you want your last play to look like? That play could be at practice, that play could be at a workout, that play could be whatever. What do you want your last play to look like? And then after you think about that, what you want your last football play to look like, think about what you want your last play in life to look like. What do you want it to be? Because in the end, that's what matters. Because your last play in life will either teach somebody something or leave a lasting memory of something that they will pass on to the next generation. And in the end, that's all we have. Because that's going to go away, that's going to go away, right? All that's going to go away. All that's going to be left is how we made people feel and what we taught them. And we teach them that by the way we live. Football is not a game we play. Football is just a part of the life that you live anyway that, that's played on grass and cleats. You don't get to be different. It don't work like that. Eventually, if your life is falling apart everywhere, so will that. And then when that falls apart, now you gotta figure out a way to put it all the way back together. And if you was never together in the first place, now you have to scramble to find people to help you teach, to teach you how to do it. So if y'all remember anything, bro, if y'all remember anything, just remember stack good days, though. And stacking good days 
doesn't mean that you accomplished every goal you start that morning with. It means you did every single thing you possibly could in your power to stack that goal. And if you do that, you did enough. Because if you do that, you'll be able to live with it. We good? All right, we good.